Welcome to episode 9 of the North Beecham 3 podcast, where you get all your updated social media happenings and general bullshit. Uh, It's mostly general bullshit, really. Okay, mostly. So like 98.7% general bullshit. Sounds about right. All right. Yeah, something like that. This week, we're going to dive into the weekly episode of The Last OG. We got some lingering thoughts from Cobra Kai. We discuss liquor, bad beers, and Mark goes on a tangent about almost making it as a rock star. And also, while we're at it, we now have an email. nb3podcast at gmail.com. Feel free to email us with all your complaints, concerns, and Terry, feel free not to fucking email every episode. Stick around. This one's pretty good, folks. All right, so what were you saying? So you guys were clowning me for being late last week. <laughs> well, yeah. I guess it's not officially late yet. He's got a minute and ten seconds, I believe. See, sometimes it ain't that easy. <laughs> Things happen. Look, man. <laughs> you ain't down with the B-boys. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck you, my man. <laughs> yeah. Oh. Whoa. What's up? He made it. You're screwed. Ah. You're screwed, Bye. buddy. Five uh, Jumbo was getting all ready to rail on you for being late, and I was like, "You still got a minute and ten seconds, and you made it." Oh so yeah, he can't. He's still the guy. You are. I had an excuse to be late anyway. <laughs> I'm not really. Yo, hold on. How am I the guy? I didn't push it back a whole damn day like somebody else. But I didn't. Yeah. Crickets. Talking shit. Crickets. Hold on. I gave you notice. I didn't just Crickets. not be there. I showed up. Wait a minute. Last week. I, 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 you had to fucking hunt your ass down. You're like, oh, I thought it was not that late yet. Like, I showed up. No, no I, that's I not what I said. I didn't realize. I thought it was not what I said at all. Can we make it up stuff? I didn't realize what, what time it was. I said I was watching uh, Last OG. I was doing show prep. And I was busy crocheting. That's all. That wasn't all, because you did. Mark said it too. You were like, nah, I, was, I didn't realize it was this late. I was like, you did say what you said, but you also said the other part. Yeah, I don't know. We had to hunt your ass down. You could have just been like, that means you were fucking sitting there with the phone being like, fuck this, I'm watching the show. No, not at all. The phone was in the other room. (laughs) No, not at all. (laughs) No mercy. (laughs) (laughs) That's the best part of, uh, I was discussing uh, Cobra Kai online with somebody. Don't tell me with Scarmucci. (laughs) No, no. (laughs) Some anonymous Bills fan. Uh, Are you recording? Yes, I've been recording. Jesus, I'm making noise. All right, go ahead. We're all making noise. (laughs) Yeah, I'm making noise. I got stage fright now. I don't know if I can continue with this story now. I know I'm being recorded. (laughs) (laughs) I'm bugged out. (laughs) No, just the part that, like, uh, my favorite part with Aisha, like, there's a lot of stuff where they kind of leave Aisha off to the side. Think about it. She's kind of like a a totally disposable character. Like, she's not really needed for anything. But at the same time... I don't know. She's needed for whooping ass. She's great, yeah. And, uh, (laughs) you know, obviously the... The Atomic Wedgie was pretty sweet, but before that, when uh, Miguel was kicking ass in the cafeteria, and she's like, no mercy! Yeah. I love how they the shit out of the kid. Yeah. And then yeah. When, the, when she lost to that dude, Xander, who was last year's champion, and she got up and was like, she was like, eat shit, asshole. Yeah. <laughs> no. He was a puss. She got something. She got her, friend. She got her friend back. Oh, jeez. You're going with that? I well, mean, that's it, that point. happened. That happened. I don't know how much I like uh, LaRusso's daughter. I think all them LaRussos are a bunch of punks. Except the mom. The mom seems pretty cool. She well, she, she spent... The mom's all right. Wait. She spent 75% of the episode being a bitch. Yeah. So, okay. I can understand that. But, 
we got to see what season two holds for her. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, there's so many different ways the story can go. She's going to fight somebody. She's going to fight somebody. Yeah. I don't know who, but she's going to fight somebody. She's a privileged pain in the ass. <laughs> she's also pretty, I mean, this is, you got to kind of suspend disbelief in terms of martial arts ability when you watch this show, but, you know, she's doing, like, flips and shit in the last time. Yes, karate, seriously. Eight years old. Like, oh, <laughs> but they they gave you the seeds for that that she had been training with Daniel for a while. We don't know how long or when she stopped, but well, they make it, it out like eight years. That was, you know, that's what was going on. So, you know, they give you a little bit of it. I mean, not enough where you can justify her jumping around like Steven Seagal. But yeah, I mean, they tried. Well, Steven Seagal, she could jump around like Steven Seagal, no problem. I think. Right, what do you want, Jet Li? He wasn't known for Jason <laughs> Statham. Yeah, Steven Seagal did really jump. Oh, oh yeah, who, who you Seagal, that dude that's always jumping all over the place. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> all right, all right, all right. I get it, I get it, all right? I get it. She you said like, it. She wasn't like Jackie Chan doing his own stunts. I'm agreeing with you. Take, you take your beating. <laughs> all right, all right, all right, all right. No one's safe. <laughs> oh, no, it's it's at a moment's notice. That's right. Pack of rabid dogs on this damn podcast. But like I said, I mean, there's, no way that, there's no way that Daniel was winning the tournament in the first place from Miyagi's, you know, rinky-dink school of martial arts. So, <laughs> actually, I take that back. I don't want to. I don't want to diss Mr. Miyagi. He's cool, but we you get say. the point. Like, obviously, these guys aren't that good. I mean, Miguel. Miguel is kind of believable because he's been training mm-hmm. for you know what six months or so, probably intensely training. Yeah, like every day. Mm-hmm. Well, that's the, his life. Um, the, the way Daniel's thing. daughter's presenting it. She stopped a long time ago, you know? She made a comment when he asked her to spar, like, Dad, that was eight years ago. Yeah. yeah. So he's yeah. like, eight years isn't that long? So. Well, we got to wait for like season two. like she's been out of the game which, for, like, half of our life. We got to wait for season two, which, as Brian was, mm-hmm. oh, I'm sorry, as Manwich was nice enough to send me the link that it was renewed for season two, so we have that to look forward to. Yeah, um, I hope they don't try too hard. Like, they did good with the way they were going with the stories. Look, I, now, as long as they write a good story, the rest will come. There's plenty, plenty of stuff to grab onto. So it's kind of it's kind of tough to screw up. Kind of tough to. The only up. way they could screw it up, I saw like they on another through. page that had no. That's because they did, and they said they had too many ideas they were trying to get through. But it was still awesome. I mean, no, uh, I'm saying they could screw it up if they rushed through. Well, no, even worse than that, because they kind of did rush through. But even worse than that, if you think about, like, all the different characters that had, like, complete storylines, I mean, like, Hawk was, like, what, the fifth or sixth character in that show, and yeah. guy's awesome. Uh, <laughs> anyway, uh, I read somewhere, like, you know, they were talking about rumors, is, you know, is Mike Barnes coming back, is, and then there was one about uh, Silver, Terry Silver, actually mm-hmm. being Miguel's dad, and that would be, that just cannot be, that would just be ridiculously too much. stupid. That wouldn't work out right. There's too, no need for it. Too much. Nope. Yeah, there's too much, man. That would, that's, that's trying to, that's too much. So that's, right. that's the only type of thing, I mean, that or something like it, where they try and make another connection, it's just like, alright, come on, guys. And, yeah. uh, like, you don't have to work them into it. Right. No, that's, I, I, I would, that would turn me off immediately. Or if, like, John Kreese hypnotizes uh, LaRusso's daughter <laughs> gets her to join, that would probably ruin the show as well. That, I so what you're saying is his hypnotism device is the cigar. <laughs> it could be. It could be. There, hey, why don't you take this conspiracy theory and suck on it? So in the same article, you know, I was telling you guys about the, you know, the 
all the things that could have made that all a drunken hallucination. Okay. Yeah. Priest appearing at the end. I mean, like they. I'll just go down the list real quick. So you know, you got what's it called at the tournament? He kept on. You know, he's seeing his guys. Johnny is seeing his guys doing dirty tricks, and he's having like priest flashbacks and bugging them. Uh, Miguel, when he tells Miguel not to, not to fight dirty, and he's like, "There's nothing dirty about winning, Sensei. You taught me that." And that's the point where he realizes that he's no better than Crease. Then no better. He, then he goes, oh, and then his son, of course, is there. I mean, he's got all kinds of problems going on. So he goes home, and on this night, banquet beer will not do. This is to be a Jim a Jim Beam night, and it's also what was he said, drinking? Never, Wait, what? What did he make Miguel drink? I couldn't uh, see the bottle. There was some kind of whiskey too. I it looked it, like it might yeah. have been Jameson or something. I don't know. Because, like uh, you said, he said that you know, no, we're celebrating tonight. Because he asked him yeah, if he wanted a beer. But I couldn't tell what it was. Maybe that was Jim Beam. Maybe that was Jim Beam because. I don't know, because I kind of know what a Jameson bottle and a bean bottle look like. Could have been a Jim Showing the bottle very prominently. It looked like some kind of Irish whiskey or something. Yeah. Wait, is Jim Beam Irish? It is, isn't it? No. No. What is it? No, it's bourbon. It's American. That's Kentucky, baby. Yes, it is. Huh. Mm -hmm. Wait, what about Powers? Is Powers Irish? Powers is Irish. All right, that's what I'm thinking. Yeah, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to leave this to, to Jumbo. This is, his, this is his wheelhouse. For sure. A little bit, yeah. yeah you know what Beam I want, and Evan Williams are close to each other. Hey, we're okay. talking we're talking about a guy who actually went and on site at the location was educated about this stuff, whereas Manwich and so, I literally only did it from across a bar. Yeah, but right. So did Scarmucci. Because <laughs> we, had, we had a conversation. Scarmucci knows his booze. I, I booze the bourbon trail. He went oh, on he the did. Trail. He sure did. Yeah, we talked about that. We had to ever tell you about when we had a, a stretch where, like, he and I, like, one of us would bring home a different bottle of bourbon every Friday. Every Friday? <laughs> Pretty much. Maybe it was every other Friday, but it was like, oh, well, either way, that's however long serious. it took for it to be gone. Well, there was two of us. Yeah. yeah <laughs> it's like, guys, if that makes it better. There was two of us. <laughs> it's like, uh, you, you want to go out for some beer? Yeah, well, let's have a glass of this first. All right. Yeah. And then you come home at the end of the night. Ah, you go. Ah, let's have a glass of that. Yeah. Sure. Which that is sounds, never a good thing. That sounds like a bad Kevin Bacon drinking game. I'm just saying. Hmm. Maybe. <laughs> just All right. Saying. Well, I'm sorry. So just to finish off the list. So you got yeah, Crease. Sorry. So obviously, Crease is guilt-ridden. Or not Crease. Johnny's guilt-ridden. He's thinking about Crease. He's seen himself as Crease. Goes home. Gets extra drunk on the Jim Beam instead of the banquet beer. And then, all of a sudden, they show, you know, if you think about it, it was totally it could have been a dream sequence the way they showed, you know, it was kind of cartoonish almost the way Crease appeared. He has a cigar and... Well, sure, because they, they had the light behind them and it so, looked ghostly and all that. Sure, sure. So I wondered about it, and then I found some article, probably the same article that I was uh, referring to before, where the writers just came out and they're like, yeah, you know, we wanted to, we don't want to make it clear yet, you know, whether Johnny knew that Kreese was alive or not, or if he was just dead to him, as Jumbo mm -hmm. said. And uh, But I thought it was kind of lame that they're just, so obviously Kreese is dead. It seems like they went to, like, pretty decent lengths to try and make it seem... Like he might not be alive. Well, but uh, listen, then? from what you described, and them trying to squeeze all this stuff in, I don't think they did it where they had a beginning and an end, and then tried to fill in the middle. I think they were figuring out as they went along, and they got to the point where like, hey man, like we only got so many episodes, and and it felt oh, that's like absolutely what happened. Yeah, it yeah. felt like all right. Look, this is the best we can do right now with a cliffhanger, and and in all honesty. It's not that bad. If you're going to bring a guy back in that way, shape, or form, you know it's got to be him because it's not like you're going to have a Miyagi dream 
with, with Ralph Macchio or something. So that's the guy you can do that with if that's your thought process. Right. I mean, I, I don't have a problem with that. I mean, I, I just, I guess what I'm saying is, and, and I'm probably the only person that this bothers. I wouldn't even say it really bothers me. I just found it kind of curious that. Think about it like in this. I mean, just the fact that I, I don't want Crease to be a, a drunken hallucination. I want him back, which is cool. But I wish the writers wouldn't have been so like, oh, yeah, well, he's back. Of course he's back. They didn't even mention It's almost like they didn't mean for it to, to possibly be interpreted that, you know, it was like a renegade writer that wrote that scene and nobody else was in on it or something. Well, well this, this could be something totally different. And Jumbo, you jump in here. You tell me if I'm crazy or not. But could this could this be since since Mamwich was so on the outside with his Daniel's a punk theory for all these years that he's looking to grab onto another another theory that maybe nobody else has come up with just to be the first. I'm just saying what it's a theory? possibility. What is my theory? What is my theory that I'm grabbing onto this time? Well, I'm just saying. I'm st- I'm just asking. What is the theory? <laughs> if I'm coming up with a theory, then tell us what it is. I, you're going down the road with, with the crease thing, and I'm I'm just I think maybe I'm not going down the road with the crease. The way they wrote it, it was kind of like kind of brought up like a little bit of mystery to it, and then they blew it all by just flat out saying, "Oh yeah, crease is alive." We just didn't, you know, we're not going to be clear on whether Johnny knew or not. Well, we I think it, been a whole, oh. it could have been a hallucination. No, I'm telling you, I read. I read from the writers themselves saying. They didn't say anything about a hallucination. They were just like, yeah, you know, Crease is back, and we can't wait to show, and it's going to be a major part of the second season, and oh. you're going to find out whether Johnny really thought he was dead or well, what the I, deal okay. was with that. I missed when you said that earlier. I That's the okay. one thing I missed as far as the writers confirming. So now I'm out. My theory got I never, I never, never thought that he was a hallucination. I just thought the writers were trying to make it seem that way so they could be like, nope, he's real. You know, like maybe have the next, the first episode of the second season start or somewhere early in it, uh, start with like, you know, him waking up in a drunken stupor and thinking that it was, you know, fake. And then he bumps into him like soon after. And he's like, well, oh, if, shit. If they stick with the movies, then the second season's probably going to pick up right in the dojo if they keep that motif. Because, you know, one, two, it was right after, you know, you know, they've always kind of mm-hmm. jumped right back in. But I mean, we'll have to see what they do with it. But. Yeah, if that's the case, wow. then shit, I got nothing. So, I mean, what happens to Miguel? You know, like, the, the, the whole school is going to be, that's going to be crazy. Maybe he turns into the dick. Well, if I could say crazy. one, just one final thing on this now, stop talking about it, <laughs> is I kind of liken it to, like, the way that they kind of, and again, they didn't drum up the, you know, the mystery quite as much, but think about Pulp Fiction and the briefcase, uh-huh. and then what after, what if afterwards, you know, somebody asked, you know, people are like, oh, the briefcase, oh, it's a soul, you know, what is it, is it? And they asked mm-hmm. Tarantino, and instead of like saying, "Ah, oh, you know, it's, uh, you know, I can't get it," he was just like, "Oh, it's just some glow sticks." Uh, some glow sticks the guy left in there. And it's mm-hmm. like, well, what the fuck did you make a big deal about the briefcase for? Man, when did that? I? <laughs> <laughs> when did I tell you about the briefcase? <laughs> hey, you forgot your briefcase. Or even better, exactly. I was like, <laughs> "I'll bring my shoes hey, where, and my briefcase." Where are you, you going? You forgot your briefcase. <laughs> God, that was such. I don't. Why did we think that movie was so good? It was. What's wrong? It was awesome. No, I'm talking about. We're talking about falling down now. Oh, falling down. Oh. You seen that, Mark? There's nothing. Listen, you have to watch it in a certain frame of mind. I think, because that, that movie, that movie, it relates everyone at any point in their at some point in their life can relate with what happened there. That's why so, that movie is. Like you know, you know how much better it would be now that we're kind of close to that guy's age. <laughs> 
Well, it would be, it now it would be like, oh my God, because we were young as hell when that came out. But, but now, now, that's right in the wheel. I don't, want it to, I don't want it to be remade, dude. Well, here's a problem. Uh, I, I was know. just, just going to say, uh-huh. man, what you're going down the road, I was just going to say, while uh-huh. remakes don't always work, dude, and here's my, here's my perfect example why they need to knock this shit off. All right, they just remade Death Wish with Bruce Willis. Yeah, it was horrible. It it. was fucking brutal, like unwatchable brutal. How Bruce Willis is always good in those films. You would think. You would think. The writing, bad writing. He was brutal too. He's phoning it in. Horrible writing. He's phoning it in. I don't give a shit. He's just trying to get a paycheck now. Come on, John McClane, let it go, dude. You can't do Death Wish as John McClane. You can't do it. He does every film. He's done every film since then. John McClane. He always tries to be a hard guy all the time. Right, and the problem is in real life. He's doing fucking comedies as John McClane. What the fuck? Watch Cop Out. He ruins fucking Cop Out. And yes, it's a sore spot because I'm I'm a Kevin fucking Homer. But he fucking ruined Cop Out. You had Tracy Morgan, who's fucking great. You had Sean William William Scott, who was fucking great. And then here's fucking grumpy-ass Bruce Willis fucking phoning it in. Fuck you, Will. Was Sean William Scott playing his stifler role, though? Kind of, sort of. Yeah. <laughs> he don't know nothing else. That's just him. No getting away from That's it. not true. No. That's not true. Go watch fucking Sorry. Goon. Go watch oh, fucking you, Goon. All right. Don't you, all right. don't you tell us to watch Goon. No. Oh, have yeah? Watched, well, have, fucking watch Goon, too. Goon How's too? that? Yeah. Don't yeah, we damn sure Goon did, buddy. <laughs> I couldn't get it out fast enough. <laughs> <laughs> get off your game, son. Up your goddamn uh, game. Uh, we watched that months ago, buddy. Get on so my level. It. Fuck it. And I'll tell you right now, while he was great well, in Goon, another guy saved Goon. But... Another guy saved both Goon movies. One actor. What? Not Dave Baruchel. Fucking Liv Shriver. You think so? He fucking he saved, saved it. But... Dude, he, those movies don't work without his character. Either one. We gotta, re- Whoa. We gotta go back over. So you gotta, yeah, watch, gotta it watch it again? again. Oh! Oh, but we watched it months ago! We watched we it did. months ago. I've seen the you first one no fewer than five times. Yeah, I have it on my DVR. Look, ki- kids, you. kids. He didn't need... leave that much of an impression, so I gotta watch again to make sure. Kids, I need you to mute, you mute the podcast. Smoke. Kids, you can suck a dick. How's that? Why? Like? Because I, you know, why I want to watch it again? Because I want to make sure your, your, your thought, your opinion isn't total bullshit. Because <laughs> I think it is. He didn't save shit. Fuck it wasn't even that memorable to me. You're the one who was fucking waving your flag. We saw it. We saw it. We did, and I'm telling you, Shriver doesn't really matter. Oh, that's what I'm telling you. I mean, the character was important. It's not like it It was not right there, though. Yeah, exactly. That's what I'm saying. So I need to go back and watch. I need to go watch and make sure. You need a a mentor in a a movie like that. Yeah. uh, And he was, and he was a good mentor because he was also his enemy too. So it's kind of cool. Still. Uh, he made a very bold statement. It holds so I true. I just want to see. I love the, myself. the the Russian brothers that are always making fun of the goalie. <laughs> yeah. And then uh, what? I forget what what had uh, maybe he scored a goal. It was when uh, you know the Sean William Scott character, the goon, scored a goal or did something. They were at the bar afterwards and like, oh, we have to sign your dick. And he's like, take it out. Let's see what's going on down there. <laughs> and he's like, I don't want to pull your. I don't want to show you my dick. And he's like, what's the wrong? Are you gay? And the guy goes. If you're you're the one who's being pretty fucking gay right now, he's like, oh, if your brother's, he's like, if it's if it's your brother, I think you're gay with a little twist of something else too. <laughs> well, you can yeah, we'll, we'll come back to that then. You you go rewatch it. I'm just gonna just to make sure, be like, you know what, you were right. That's do all I want to do. I just want to say you were right. All right, more, more, 
Put more of that. Put that on your show prep list. Yeah, that's right. And, show prep. And speaking of show prep, let's let's move along to something we actually wanted to talk about. Although Cobra Kai, we could probably do three more fucking episodes. To be honest with you. Easily. But it will pop up in every episode. I think. It is. It is our weekly last OG episode review, and we we're all caught up now. And yeah, this we're week, all caught up. This week, a little different, as they went to the little shift of drama at the end. As any good yeah. family comedy does, it's a little drama shift there, you know, when... They did. I mean, if you think about the great ones, you know, all the great sitcoms had that moment. Uh, Fresh Prince of Bel-Air. There's a couple, actually. Yeah. But there's the drug one, and then I think there was the father one. Yeah. Was that Ben Vereen? Julian Arnold with the child molester bike shop owner. Thank you. The, uh... <laughs> what's there's happening? The Doobie Brothers, as there's we've talked all- about. It's pretty sad how many times moment. that episode has come up. <laughs> I guess... I don't know, is we, it? <laughs> we have to remove the Cosby show from our lexicon, so we won't go there. I don't know, do we? Do we? <laughs> what, would that, what would that moment be when Theo got an earring with his buddy Cockroach? Cockroach. <laughs> no, didn't, uh-huh. he, uh, didn't he smoke weed in his room? Uh-huh. I could have the time. Wait, wait, there was the time that... Oh, uh, man, what was the middle sister? The middle daughter? Felicia? Not Felicia. Uh, no. Not Rudy. Not Vanessa. Oh, the one with the Vanessa. Vanessa. Night. Uh, Vanessa. Night? No. No. That, no, that's Rudy. All right. No, the other but, one. No, Vanessa? Vanessa went... Yes, she went to a concert, and she got busted because they got in trouble or the car broke down or something, but they were, like, in Baltimore, and I remember the mom flipping out. Oh, you had big fun. You guys had big fun in Baltimore, and she was, like, really up. So that was kind of a very special. Did, did she get? Did she get roofied? Vanessa. Yeah, it's Vanessa. No, but I'm saying, was there an episode where she got roofied? No. I don't know. I remember. See. I remember Theo. Why you gotta bring weed. that up? Talking about that show. Oh, I'm sorry. I said I was gonna <laughs> take. You're the one that went in. Yeah, but I, I'm not saying anything about roofing. <laughs> like, <laughs> Jesus. Trying to, trying to remember. <laughs> Good God, man. Bill was like, Bill was like, I got an idea for this plot twist. Yeah, seriously. Damn, Bill, you really wrote out of a script here. <laughs> You're sick. <laughs> Forgot to tell everybody it was based on a true story, huh? Uh, well, now are they all, aha. <laughs> I knew it. And yet, nobody's giving Hannibal Burris credit. <laughs> Hannibal Burris was the guy. Yeah. You know, he didn't get shit for that. <laughs> Look what he started. Yeah. Look, you did this, Hannibal. <laughs> You did this. So, anyway, before this turns into a Who Roofied Who podcast, um, last OG, uh, like I said, they're, they're going the drama route cliffhanger here for this Wait, episode. wait, that was an Aretha Franklin song, wasn't it? What? Who Roofied Who? <laughs> Where's your fucking drum roll now? Who Roofied Who? There. <laughs> I'll do it live. <laughs> the boys get shirts. They get goddamn shirts. So, last OG. Trey. Very good. Every episode is very good. I'm starting yeah. to worry, though, that they're going to run out, like, kind of what we were saying with Cobra Kai, is because yep. they cram so much stuff into every episode. Yeah. You can't keep this pace up. Makes it great. Exactly. Like, the, when he was hanging out with the, uh, the soup kitchen or whatever... I yeah. thought that was great. I wanted to see the whole episode of him hanging out there. Why didn't he start, like, cooking up some of his crazy... D- I mean, he did a little bit, but... Yeah. You know, yeah, the whole like, episode could have ended just... He, they could have kept running with that and ended them leaving the soup kitchen. Yeah. He could have ran through a lot more. 
Here's the funny thing. You know they do that little thing at the end of the episode where they talk about it? Yeah. I didn't realize Jordan Peele was writing for that show. Yeah, it's uh, his name's in the front in the beginning of the show. Pretty. Them guys are everywhere, man. And then the uh, the guy who did the transporter movies, the the director. I always say his name wrong. I think he did a couple Fast and Furious too. His name's fucking on it. Fatawa or something like that. Uh oh, uh-huh. Jumbo's going down. You hear that? Oh, That's all right. right. You hear that, Merc? Damn. Yeah. Listen, f you guys. I well, get up quite early in the morning. Considering when you guys are sitting there with your teddy bear, your thumb in your mouth, I'm out exercising. Really? So there, I am. But you want a slow golf clap? What do you, what do you want? No, I know you're afraid of exercise. I know I see all these softball pictures. I don't believe that you run around the bases. I saw when you did it. wasn't good. I don't think you're getting all that you could be getting out of your. Uh, what? I oh. am. I thought it's the one key thing. Oh. Okay. Courtesy of my man Tony Little. <laughs> I could never be that good. <laughs> Yo, Billy, never. Billy Blanks called. Uh-huh. No, you just don't understand the Tony Little lifestyle. I told you, I'm trying. I'm working on a prototype to put some wheels on this thing so I can ride it down the street. Jesus Christ! Fat Mackin. Uh-huh. How much have you lost on the Tony Little plan? No, oh. he's oh, just neat. You can run a marathon, bro. I mean, it was 20. I think I'm still around the 20 range. I haven't really gotten below 180. My cousin Damn. posted on Facebook the other day. He was like, yeah, I've been 250 pounds my entire adult life, and I'm finally under 180. Like, <laughs> he weighs 180, like, buddies. Fat. Mm-hmm. Why you got to taunt me like that? <laughs> <laughs> how you going to do it like this, son? <laughs> I don't play that. Because I kick you. <laughs> <laughs> Doodle 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 doodle. Oh, the, the funny part dog. is, the name the name of that rap group is actually his worst enemy when it comes to losing weight. Yeah. So how did he lose all this? Who? I don't know. Who? Oh yeah. Uh, his cousin. He just mentioned him. Oh, Scarmucci. What are you doing? No, no, no. What are you talking about? No, let's move on. This isn't that good. Oh, well, that's I don't know exactly how he lost lose. weight. But I just thought that was. Yeah, I know. Last OG. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. Hey. Um, so, again, Trey, Trey's on fire. And, again, I feel like Cedric had another great scene where he only had to be on camera for three minutes. Yeah. He's awesome like that. In and out. It's One yeah. good joke and he's done. I'm starting to look forward to his scenes in every episode now to see what they're going to play. damn right. Because as soon as you see him, you know, the shit going to be good. It's just, uh, <laughs> what are you talking about? I'm working on my comedy all the time. <laughs> this is my theater right here. Right here. <laughs> <laughs> I know what you're doing, Trey. <laughs> but yeah, the uh, I will admit I was telling I told Jumbo earlier that the little John joke got me at, at first. Yeah. <laughs> you said you watched the movie. Wrong little John. <laughs> <laughs> I think a plan's coming together, okay. little John. <laughs> okay. I thought you said you watched the movie. <laughs> <laughs> what was the actual Little John? Was that a, a Briar Tuck reference? Yeah. I think so. Yeah. yeah it they, was. Were ta- they were talking about Robin Hood. He was Robin Hood. Ro- okay, of course. They were talking about Robin Hood. And, then, and at the end, he said, I turned into the sheriff of Nottingham. Yeah. He was all trying to be poetic about it. That's what was funny. And then when he showed up in the Michael Jackson outfit, I lost it. Yeah. I, I, lost I thought it was more of a Bobby Brown outfit. I was expecting to call him out for that. Wow. Uh, Looking just... like Bobby Brown. <laughs> <laughs> 
It was still yeah, good. Yeah, so his cousin. His cousin's starting to get on my nerves. Like, yo, man. His cousin's still hood. Back. He's not, though. No, he's, he's trying. Not, he's still knucklehead. He's trying to be hood. How's that? Yeah, you're right. And, and you know what I want to bring up? How, how does somebody that dumb have that Jeep? What's that all about? Yeah, really. What was that all about? No, it always seems to work out that way. Granted, I understand credit and all, but come on, man. Mm. The father's selling the drugs, too, because it doesn't seem like he really does anything. I know. Just standing around. Yeah, don't credit, man. <laughs> but the best the best was the saxophone. You play this? <laughs> nah, I don't yeah, I play this. this for a little while. Yeah, you know what? You don't play this. <laughs> you don't yeah, play he, this. He got, he, he got hard for a hot second like that. <laughs> I'm going to call it cops. They're <laughs> busting it up. He's saying... How about, yeah, when they came in there and just started reaching through floor? Got it. That was some Wesley Snipes shit right there. Uh, it went a little rough. It went a little rugged. <laughs> but I will go back to Manwich's point that all little lines he was throwing at all the homeless people were pretty funny. Uh, yeah, yeah. him being around those guys was great. About the, the, he was good. The so guy think who, about it. The guy who farted good. and all that. Yeah, we know who it yeah. is. We know it's you. Yeah. yeah. He was good there. He was good at the funeral. Like he's just—he's a people person. Yeah, but man, how yeah. about how about when he pulled the disappearing act when the stockbroker showed up? Yeah, that was tough. Yeah. The best—the best is when he walked up. He's like, "Oh, I thought—I thought I knew you. I'm sorry. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you guys interested in an opportunity?" <laughs> mm-hmm. I do like the package. repackaged old crackers, lemon slices. Is that what they called it? Yeah. Lemon drops. Lemon drops. Yeah. Even but it was better. still, the way he talked to them stockbrokers was so smooth. I was like, oh man. <laughs> yeah, give us four each. <laughs> and then the best is when he walked up to him later. He's like, get closer to me, man. Get closer to me. Yeah. <laughs> I know I'm not supposed to laugh at that, but that was, yeah. Why not? You're supposed to laugh at everything in that show. Well. Yeah. The end of it was, you know, with, with, the, with the daughter hearing the confession, him telling, you know, Ricky that he was, you know, I should never, should never dealt drugs with you, man. Yeah. So it's, you know, they're doing that dramatic moment. We got to see where they take it. Yeah. Because it looks like they're going to break him down again. He was getting. Breaking him down. He was getting too close. You know, the chick gave him the kiss on the cheek and she's talking about helping. You know, he's getting, he's, he's with the whole family making fritters. Like, yeah. he's getting a little too close. That was the best fritter that white dude ever had. Ever. Yeah, it was. <laughs> ever. <laughs> but I, I'm, it's going to be interesting to see where it goes. Because this is... you got to mix the comedy with the drama now, and it's going to be interesting. Remember when he walked into that restaurant a few episodes ago and was like, I want to be the cook, and, and mm-hmm. showed him the, uh, his, like, recent... What was it called? It was, all, it was like a mash of all kinds uh, hold, of hold on, and hold on. And they stole his idea. Who's doing mm-hmm. dishes? Sorry. I'm me, man. I'm me. <laughs> I mean, I know you got domestic responsibilities and all, but... I was really responsibilities and shit. <laughs> I was just rinsing a spoon. I gotta feed the dog. All right, all right. He's hungry. Well, Pissed he's, in a basement. Well, I am I am hungry. <laughs> better better to feed him than to hear him yapping at us later. I am hungry. I did me, me, me. Tongue, tongue, too. I am Dobby. Tiki Titan. Yo, man. What? I was going to say I invented that. You're fucking barking up the wrong tree. Yeah. <laughs> 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 Got to jump. Jump. <laughs> inside. Inside.
Cause you, did you, did you, did you, I'm sorry. <laughs> only certain, only certain people would get that. Along, along hey, uh, with the Paul Anka earlier. Yeah. Now Howard always says somebody does something, you know, kind of. Yeah, but if, everybody steals from him. But if you're gonna do that, then you got to do the Anthony impersonation. Hoo yeah. I invented that. Hoo uh, <laughs> I don't know. Uh, Norton used to do like, oh, and I did this. Ooh, ooh. <laughs> he did it pretty good too. <laughs> yeah, I guess I guess we could talk about that. Um, we, I, I, not so much Brian, but Andre and I have an affinity for uh, who doesn't. But early Howard Stern, and then as an extension, yeah. o- Opie and Anthony. And um, yeah. Opie has uh, come back with a podcast on Westwood One, which West- he actually did in your buddy's establishment. Oh, I was about to ask you who that was. And that's what I was yeah. just about to get to in that he's kind of doing a mobile podcast thing for right now and he ended up in a bar that Manwich knows the owner. So Wait, so who who was it that was at Matt's bar? Opie. It was oh, yeah. it was actually Opie. Okay. Yeah, it was Opie. Hold on, it was Opie, it was Sherrod Small and it was uh Vic Henley. I gotta ask. I texted with it back and forth with him. And today, they talked actually. to him at the end of the, um, at the toward the end of the episode. They talked to him for a, uh, for a good amount of time. Yeah, because they were asking if they could come back, and he was totally cool with it. And then um, yeah, uh, he's a really cool dude. Yeah, they were like, "Yo, did Westwood One pay for it?" <laughs> and he was like, "Not yet." <laughs> and then you yeah. hear the guys like the managers from Westwood One. All right, all right, we'll pay. Hold on. <laughs> well, Tim Sabian. The guy who yeah. runs Westwood One's podcast division used to run YSP. Philly, yep, he's a Philly. He dude. brought he brought Opie and Anthony to Philly on simulcast years ago, yeah. and um, it was funny because in the episode you found out that he's got money tied up in marijuana. Oh, serious money tied up in it. What, what a crook! I know. What? The? Uh, it, it was crazy. He was like, "Yeah, little of this, we got." Girl he just got here. himself written off on my Christmas card list. Well. The best part of that story was how they had to put their money in the bank. They can't do any electronic transfers because it's a federal offense. So they literally yeah. got to load up a car and drive it to Michigan to put yeah. the money cash into a credit union in Michigan. It's the only place you can well, make profits. I wonder why. So why are we opening a credit union in New Jersey? You can't do it even through a credit union unless it's in Michigan. There's some weird fucking backdoor law thing that allows them to do it. So a lot of people that are in Colorado have to do that. Mm. Now they hire they hire like an armored truck service to drive it all the way out there now apparently, but still. I mean, Wait a on. minute, they got their own Rudy Matlack. Uh, yeah, exactly. <laughs> That's what I was about to say. Hold on, we knew armored car guys. They weren't that much different than us. Hey, wh- who was the That's other so armored true. car guy? We know. Right. We know who he was. <laughs> we, we went too far with naming names already. <laughs> yeah, they name names. Not <laughs> <good>. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, uh, Rudy. Son of a bitch, he's gonna sleep with the fishes. See, now you're making threats. Prank caller. What's that all about? <laughs> now you're making Anger, threats. Huh? Easy there, pal. All right, go ahead. Anyway, um, it was pretty amazing how you got to track your friggin' profits if you're selling pot now. Mm-hmm. But it's a very lucrative business to get into. Dude, every time when I when I turn on the news, or maybe not every time, but like when I come home, I turn on the TV, and it automatically goes to Channel 1, which is the New York... Mm-hmm. <laughs> And, like, every other night they're having some discussion about how much money politicians now are coming out talking about, you know, we would make $3 billion a year if we legalized it. Mm-hmm. Turn to, towards the money towards, uh, you know, rehabilitating people. They ain't doing none of that well. shit, though. They're going to keep it all, which that's fine. Just do whatever you got to do to get it right. Why are you dry? Why are they still dragging their feet, then? 
look, you the, know, government, now, the government's like stance on marijuana has really been like you know it hasn't even helped them. It's been bad for everybody just because nobody wanted to admit that yeah you know there's this is pretty work. stupid. That, yep. Yeah. And you know you know the thing that's going to push it over the edge. All these old school guys refusing to acknowledge it. The opioid crisis is going to push it over the edge where these guys will have not, they won't have a choice but to get behind it. I'm telling you right now. Mm, no. Let well, a couple that's more the crazy thing, too, involved. is because the pharmaceutical, that's a big reason, I think, why, like, that's the modern day reason why this hasn't been happening sooner, is because, yep. you know, the gun lobbyists and don't forget about the pharmaceutical companies, at least the gun companies, probably. You yeah. and, uh, and, and big tobacco. Think about pharmaceutical it. Pharmaceutical companies like, sell, uh, you know, opioids, they don't sell weed. Right, yeah. but the problem is when when the, it costs more money for treatment and the hospitals and all these guys going down, that's when everybody Man, goes, oh, wait a minute. They ain't, they ain't worried about that shit. This problem been going on for a while. It's it's money. It's when one thing outweighs the other. If they were all profiting yes. and the hospitals. but And as soon as me. more politicians get in and see how much money they make and how fast, this shit going to change in a hurry. They just all of them are on board, but they'll keep talking to each other in the back room, like, oh, yo, you know how much it made? Look at this. Yeah, but the, hey, yo, check it out. The yeah, money's yeah, already you wanna, there. Yeah, but they don't understand how much they can make. Uh, pharmaceutical God, companies about, and, the, and healthcare are like two totally separate things. Pharmaceuticals raking in the cash. Healthcare, not so much. Healthcare you know, is I, I agree not with a profitable you. business. Insurance company my, makes the money. My, my point is with all the, the things going on with overdoses and treatment now. It's costing more to keep addicts medicated, we'll say, for lack of a better term. I just think, yeah, all right, you're right, but I just think when the problem, when more politicians start t- telling their buddy about how much they're making, and then the next man tells his friend, the next man tells his friend, and they start really looking going, holy shit, I'm missing out on all this, then they'll start making moves. Oh, it's coming, but the other... It's coming way faster, way faster. Yeah, but you know where else they're going to make money and they're going to screw something up? I'll tell you right now. This gambling thing. Oh, yeah. They're going to screw this up so bad to make, you know, taxing or whatever. Or Listen, it's already bad enough where, I don't know who, maybe casinos or whatever, are talking about giving the leagues 1% of their take. No, no, no. They They said, hell no. No. No, they said, hell no. They said, we ain't giving you that. Why? No. They already said no. They said, that was not on it. Well, that's that's crazy. That was the league just trying to get a little taste. Right. Yeah, sure. Why not ask for it? But hey, sandwich. The league the league, hypocrites. There, the league has been hypocrites since fantasy took off. Because they uh, all got involved in that eventually, didn't they? Yeah. And um, it, no, no, no. It's yeah, gambling. Once they, it's gambling. Once, they re- once they realized they couldn't stop it, they're like, well, we might as well just get down with the program. Um, are there any OTBs left up there? No, right? Mammoth, Mammoth so. Park, all the racetracks. No, I'm talking not about up New York, though. No, no, not no, anymore. No. So here, now here, there's the prime example right there of how something like that can get messed up. So that that's a license to print money. That an OTB. That you can just do nothing but make money, and they misappropriate it every last dime. And <clears throat> how do you do that? <laughs> I just googled just OTB. Like the it's, a, it's it's the name of a bar in Williamsburg. Wow! <laughs> just like just like the casinos in Atlantic City, dude, oh, you had snap. nothing but money made. It was a, just this. like looking casino, the movie casino. They were t- they were skimming so much money off and still making a killing. I thought they were I thought they were laying. 
<laughs> oh, you thought I was lying? Is that why you had them ready? That's why I'm you had the money ready, huh? <laughs> Asshole. Anyway, I ate at this OTB place. Now that I look at the pictures of it. I met Ari and my buddy Salim there. We had oysters. They had like all like 20 all different right. types of oysters. And more importantly, it was the first night I tried at, uh, no, what's it called? Chartreuse. <laughs> oh, God. And then I went out and bought a bottle right after the bar. <laughs> You don't know. You didn't even try you were, it. You were definitely gambling something then. I was gambling with his insides. <laughs> Wait, Jumbo, when did you try chartreuse? I'm not gonna. Just You're making right. noises like. Yeah, that's right. You don't know shit. Yeah, I know it's shit. <laughs> that's like the best thing you can do when you become a five-zero. <laughs> oh, yo, you know, it's the best bet. Speaking of yeah. names, um, there's a new God damn it, I can't remember the name of the liquor. That we're getting. What's yeah, that? Say that Mellow corn. Ugh. Oh, yeah. Shitty breaking bourbon. Huh? It's a bourbon? Oh, straight corn whiskey. It's a straight corn whiskey. Used Look at the bottle. Aged and used heavenly barrels. It's pretty much moonshine. So they got some dude down in the backwoods of West Virginia and put it in a bottle. I got it. Dude, this stuff's been around since the 1800s. It's still old. And they never changed the label. Really? We talked about never heard about it. Uh, they didn't whiskey. carry it. Yeah, yeah, they, they, they don't want like, you to hear they about it. They wouldn't carry market. Now they said it's huge in bars and like, they said it's big in bars, especially down D.C., and it's it's bottled in bonds. So that's a certain thing when you do that. That means it could only be one mash bill. It's only one. I forget, there's four different reasons why it's bottled in bond. I can't remember them all right now. And my job would flip out because I'm supposed to remember that shit. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, whatever, dude, I tune out. But they they use it in certain drinks and stuff. And they're like, if you drink it, you think it tastes horrible, but then it, it leaves a nice little aftertaste. So they pretty say, good. Oh, when I get a bottle, we'll have to... Oh, yeah. oh apparently you didn't uh, feed him enough. <laughs> he's fine. Well, what, did you see this label? Yeah. How awesome is that? <laughs> That's like that Malort stuff. I heard that Malort stuff is terrible, but it's hard to find. Well, then that seems like a good combo. Terrible and hard to find. It's like, it's like, dude, vintage in liquor is making a comeback. Shitty yeah, beer. That's, Shitty never, beer. that's not anything new. Shitty that's, beer. I mean, PBR became trendy, what, like 10 years ago? It's, it's, yeah, when, we, when were we drinking in the driveway? Yeah, 10 years ago. It's still holding its own again. Uh, Merck, yeah. uh, other, uh, what's it called? The first time I ever drank with your brother and, and uh, some of that other crew in your neighborhood. It's bad PBR. Speaking of a downward spiral, go ahead. Yeah, no, that's it. That was just, you know, one of the first times I ever drank. And the first time I drank with those guys uh, Which, was and I'll tell in, you, the tree, in your fort in the backyard. I will tell you. The fort was pretty cool. It was. Yeah, we kept trying to rebuild that damn thing. It was like a modified treehouse. So, okay. yeah, we started off. Well, go ahead. Well, no, I was going to say this. the funny story is at one point my mom saw you apparently running across the backyard with a 12-pack of Coors Light, and I argued that it couldn't have been you because you wouldn't have been carrying a Coors Light 12-pack. <laughs> uh, yeah, but that defense didn't really work. Now, did it? <laughs> I think it was actually Coors Extra Gold, so your mom's full of shit. Uh, hey, well, I wanted... your back. I was like a... Now... Dude, I was like a defense attorney. Like, there is no way, and I can prove that he would be caught dead with a 12-pack of Coors Light. Yeah. Now, if it was banquet beer... He'd be guilty of shit. Yeah. Give me a beer. Banquet. Yeah. Banquet is good. 
I like it. I drink. I told you I drink that on the golf course from time to time. What, what I can't understand is, and I forget who it was, but somebody had an, an affinity for a highlight. Yeah, no, MGD. MGD. Back when we were that. So no, no, no. I remember MGD. I'm telling you, one person was on the the champagne and beers, and I can't remember who it was. I was well, on champagne. I, Jumbo for a while. was into that. Yeah, that was my deal for a while, and then it got big. I had to move on. <laughs> PBR was my deal for a while. Got big. I gotta go. Yeah. Hey, we'll, we'll always have Natty Light though. Oof. What's oh, the no, trendy man. shit beer now? I think it's Modelo, isn't it? Modelo is catching on big. Yeah, dude. I think that Modelo. was almost sale. Then they got to look onto the next shit beer that's gonna. Dude, eh, it, Modelo is fucking huge out here. Huge. Modelo's huge. What about Takati? That's coming up too. Yeah. That's what we drank. So we last time we played golf was Soul's like two weeks good. ago or whatever. It was Soul's all right. Yeah, yeah the Mexican like beer basically. The, the Mexican Mex- beers, none of them are very good. No, but oh, think man. of where I am. Yo, you know what, guys? I just had some news at my meeting tonight, and I ain't even broke the news to Cheryl yet because I don't want to bring it up. So I'm going back to Mexico, baby. <laughs> All right. <laughs> yeah. She's going to lose her shit this time. <laughs> <laughs> Last time was a battle. This time, she's really going to flip out. <laughs> Do you like living in this house? Do you like driving Funny. a nice car? Mm-hmm. Yeah, Do you, you want me to go back to work at Wawa? Mm. I'm trying to prep yeah. you. I'm trying to prep Maybe you. Maybe you just tell her you're going someplace shitty like Detroit or something. <laughs> He's going to get caught. Yeah, that that is no way. It's law of averages, dude. Uh, uh, no, my dumbass else. boss Facebook chick. I was just going to say, somebody's going to post a picture on somebody's and she's going to find it, dude. And then tag me. Why are they tagging you? Like, uh, I think you could set that. Why are you bringing your passport? (laughs) (laughs) Detroit is a third world country right now. (laughs) Listen, she turns into Sherlock Holmes if there's an ounce of mystery to this thing. He can't risk Uh, it. He can't risk it. He can't risk it. You got to go. You got to go full truth on this one. Uh, I always go full truth. It never helps me. I it's neither, it's the neither lesser, does lying. It's a lesser of two evils, man. Don't worry. It's, it's all it direct, all but you get all the hate up front. It's not over a period of time. Bullshit! It's not. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, yes. Well, let me call Doctor Phil and cancel my application to replace him. Sorry, sorry. Yeah, well, that's how you tried. That guy's a chump anyway. <laughs> he is. That's like right, that. I'm calling Dr. Phil a chump for all the world to hear. Am I going to have to edit that one out, too? Nope. <laughs> I'm sticking with it. <laughs> I, I said it. <laughs> yeah. all right, what, wait, was wait, the, what was the, the thing that he tried to capitalize on? Was it the Charlie Sheen thing that he tried to get all in on? And, no, it was the uh, the bounty hunter thing, the guy that went to Mexico. And Dog the Bounty Hunter went down and got him. Really? No, I don't remember. And he's all, listen, he's been riding Oprah's coattail since day one, so we could say that. Well, that was Oprah's guy, though. And then he spun off and got his own thing. You know his last big thing was... The diddly, 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 D. The, the Cash Me Outside yeah, Girl. Yeah, Cash Me Outside Girl. Don't even know what that is. You don't know what that is? Oh, no. my God. How are, you, how are you doing a podcast? Serious. You really better start doing some research. I'm more of the historian of the group. <laughs> <laughs> this is already history. This is already gone. Like no, so it's not ago. even current anymore. It's over. So no, it was she's, some she's over. All right, here's the deal. No, 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 no. She's fighting. Hold on. She's fighting with that nine-year-old rapper who with the stacks yeah, of money, whatever her stupid name is. Yeah. Well, real quick, though. All right, check it out. There was this girl. Her name is Danielle something. And she was 15, long nails, just a real fucking hood rat. And she was on Dr. Phil, and she's very disrespectful. And people, you know, just like the old Jenny Jones and... 
Oh, man, what was the show on Morton Channel 9? Morton Downey Jr. I know, I know who you're talking about, the woman, the dark-haired Richard woman. Richard Bay. Allie, Jesse, Raphael. No, 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 what was the, what was the woman, the dark-haired woman? The Ricky? other girl used to make me watch it. Yeah, was it Ricky Lake or something? No, no, it was uh, Richard Bay, all of those guys. No, 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 the woman, the woman, though. No, Ricky Lake was one of them. Was it after Ricky Lake? Uh, who knows. Was I, Ricky I, Lake a dark-haired girl? Yeah. Yeah. Chubby chick. Chubby, yeah. But kind of cute, right? She had a... Yeah. She's good in hairspray. Yeah. <laughs> All right, so anyway, this girl, she's on Dr. Phil. She's talking and she sounds real horrible, just like a dumb kid talking shit like she's t- the toughest kid on earth, even though she's, you know, she's a little kid. And the, the adults in the crowd are yelling and all she kept saying was, catch me outside, catch me outside then. And then that caught, now the girl got a singing career. And she got because a record of that. deal. Cause it be just because of saying, catch me outside. If you Google that right now, you're going to see a ton of shit from that girl. <laughs> Sadly. Not, not doing it. Yeah. But the yeah. bomb now... But for to wallow in my own ignorance. Now, there's the most recent <laughs> thing. Apparently, there's this nine-year-old girl who's supposedly yeah. a rapper who runs around making Instagram videos with stacks of cash. And apparently, mm-hmm. Cash Me Outside yep. girl's security and her security bounced into each other yeah. and they were screaming at each other. So, yeah. they're just trying to stay relevant. It's really... That girl, I'll shit. tell you what. When that girl, the Catch Me Outside girl, first started getting big and she was saying that, next thing you know, she was flying somewhere with Dr. Phil or someone, somebody for something. And then they had her and her mom got in a fight in a, on an airplane with somebody. And then the next thing, she did something else. Just real shit. Terrible. But, no, she got a record deal now. Now she's rich. Yeah, so. She, I mean, you didn't yeah. miss anything, but I'm surprised you didn't hear about it. Yeah. I thought they like, I thought they like, Music was dead as far as making millions off of it. Like, how are people, you know, you remember hearing back in the day, like, even then yeah. they weren't getting paid. I thought it was, yeah. now that everything's basically free, well, it's all, all concerts just, now. But it's all, big like, deal. it's clicks Downloads. and views, and, and it's all yeah. internet stuff now. So it's how many views you got, and how many clicks, mm-hmm. and downloads. And then the advertisers want to be on. Think about it. People, right, people right. make a killing. Like, my kids, all they do is watch little kids play, play with their toys and shit. And some of them people make a killing just playing with toys. Here's another one. People open up those eggs. They make a killing doing it somehow with all the views. Open up what eggs? There's these certain kind of eggs. You can't even get them in America. But there's these eggs, and they have a little prize on the inside of them. It's like candy. And then there's a prize on the inside. I forget what they're called. But But you're talking a a candy egg, like a Cadbury egg. Yeah, kind of like a Cadbury. Yes. But for some reason, they're illegal in America, but they're... People make a ton of money by opening them and shooting a video doing it. Listen, go when you get either later or now. I don't care, but Google Bat Dad and watch all his corny yes. little Vine videos. He, everywhere. He, he made eight million dollars a year just off these stupid little Vine videos he did, and they're actually kind of funny. Yeah. But to think that he made that much money and the music yeah. thing, Brian, the same Over a quick chuckle. The same money is still there. From back in the day, but it's spread out because there's so many different options. And what, right. what what hurts my fucking soul is there's no fucking rock music anymore. There's no bands. Like rock is underground shit now. Yeah. There's no. Nah, good, you got, you got Foo Fighters, and that's it. That's they're still around. It. Yeah, they're still around. But that, think you about gotta watch it. that one video of the song "Run." That's still awesome to me. But, I'll be I listening mean, to that in the morning. But that's it. That's my point. Like, any music show, there's no fucking rock bands. It's country or rap. And that's it. it. I'll tell you what. And country sucks. And 
country ass. sucks balls. The shit they're calling country now sucks ass. It's a guy fucking, like, white guy rapping. It's fucking It kind of is, man. It kind of is. Bubba dude. Sparks is sitting in fucking Alabama somewhere. Going, are you fucking kidding me? Are you fucking yeah. kidding me? These people are making money. Gotta be mad shit? as hell. Yeah, I've done this shit years ago. <laughs> Seriously. Yeah. Yep. I had better beats. Being a musician, fucking, I feel so bad for people trying to make it right now. Like your hope. Yo, you have no fucking know, hope. There's a couple big country concerts in Atlantic City this year on the beach. Yeah. How about Rock? Just a, no. So, they did that one big one. And you didn't even hear about it. I don't even know if it was good. The Metallica one the one year. I don't even know how it was. But listen, it must not have been that good because they ain't come back. Listen, it's pretty bad when, like, Blue Oyster Cult and those kind of bands are still fucking torn with none of the original members. Like, we got a problem, folks. Why? Well, I, uh, I think Buck Dharma better be out there when I go see them. <laughs> <laughs> You're going to be upset. <laughs> <laughs> You're not going to recognize anybody. But Everybody's hey, getting the, angry. the songs are going to sound great. Yeah. It's like a sense they, any act you go to see now, like old rock act, it's fucking like going to see a cover band. Yeah, but there, that's like that with old like soul bands too. I think, is it the Four Tops, the Temptations? One of them, they're like there ain't no originals anymore. It's just the name now. Yeah, it's the same shit. I agree with you. Yeah, but like I try, I, I'm trying my damnedest to listen to any new shit because it's a different way you have to find it now. When we were yeah. kids, it was word of mouth or fucking MTV uh. or whatever. Now you got to really dig and. I mean, there are some cool bands out there. Don't get me wrong. Greta Van Fleet is fucking ridiculous. Oh, yeah? Um, what's the other one? I <coughs> Blackberry Smoke is fucking great. <coughs> Blackberry but, Smoke's all right. But they're older dudes. Yeah, they're older. Who would you get? Whooping cough? What's going on over there? I don't know. I'm on the phone with a smoker, so. <laughs> and it wasn't me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Don't tell me you quit, did you? You Who, quit? Me? Yeah, you. No. All right, just check. I have to. Oh, yeah, I went by, uh, I was coming on the way home tonight, I saw on the billboard at the one bar, Cottonmouth is playing. Who the fuck is that, that name? Uh-huh, but it don't say DN. No, dude, yeah. I miss that band every fucking day. <laughs> like, that was my, that was my rock star moment. Yeah. Because all the bands I played in stayed fucking local. That band, we'd get in the fucking van and drive all over the place and play. Fucking Toronto, fucking Florida. We played in fucking Ohio one time, and we didn't Ew. give a shit. Ohio, that would have sucked. It, the drive sucked. Driving Route 80 is fucking death. It's just, just death. How shitty is Ohio? It's just the same shit. It's, ugh. But, fucking Cottonmouth the End was fucking, ugh. Such a great band. And so simple. There's nothing complicated uh-huh. about it. It was in your face. Fuck, right. I think we do good now, but, you know, uh, the... The founder of that band, Eric Kaplan, is in a new band called uh, Thunderbird Divine. And okay. they just finished their record. And holy shit, is it badass. It's like uh-huh. the riffs of Cottonmouth, but he's got like some fucking monster magnet going on in there. And it's got <clears throat> some psychedelic shit. It's like fucking doom metal, but like stonerish too. Like some, even some like Pink Floyd type elements. It's, I can't wait for that fucking record to come out. They signed with a... A small label. I think they're based out of, like, fucking upstate New York or something. But I'm, if anybody deserves to fucking make it, it's, it's Eric. He, he blood, sweat, and teared that band into fucking relevance. And holy shit, man. That, it's just, it's nice to hear something fucking good and new, local. Well, to you guys, not me anymore. But I will tell you, the, 
the music scene in fucking Phoenix is brutal. Oh, yeah. It's all fucking 70s classic rock cover bands and fucking country. Wow. And was that a game show fucking theme I just heard? Nope. You were saying if anybody deserves <laughs> to make it. Exactly. Whoa, whoa, whoa. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think anybody that's the song. <laughs> oh, that might have to be the song for the week. <laughs> it might have to be now. Shit. That's uh, brutal. I don't care what the song is, honestly. You guys can take that. Uh, that's fucking brutal. All right, well, let's let's wrap this the fuck up before Jumbo fucking passes out. Listen, man, I got to get up early. I can't tell you that no more. Yeah, yada, yada, yada. Uh-huh. We've heard it all before. Yeah. Oh, I almost yeah. forgot. Well, I'll say in the intro. Fuck it. There's only one proper way to end these things, though. Well. <laughs> Is it time? Oh, I, I haven't g- heard a single. No. You're saying wrap it up. Wrap it up, B. When you, if did and you when guys, you do wrap it up. Did you guys you see this right. big rumble at a, from a cornhole tournament? Yeah. <laughs> Why did you wait yeah. till the end to bring that up? Because uh, I'm looking like, oh, yeah, I forgot about that. Yeah, it was like a 30-person brawl at a fucking cornhole tournament. At a cornhole tournament? Are you kidding hey, me? Man, that shit gets serious. Ah, it's pussy. Wait a minute. Shoes. Wait. Hold on. Jumbo. How I'm many, not saying I don't play. How many horseshoe tournaments could have looked exactly like that over the years? That's what I'm saying. At least that's horseshoes. <laughs> oh, that's a difference? Yeah. It's just more dangerous. You're not going to knock anybody out with a beanbag. Exactly. Ah. The horseshoe's like, yo, you better watch your mouth because you get hit in the head with one of them. You're there's fights. There's fights at bocce. Yeah. Dangerous too. Shot put. Fucking knock somebody out with a bocce Not ball. Not so much hitting each other with the balls, but... Look, there's all the times that take that shit way too serious. Nah, it's more hipsters. Oh, fuck yeah. that. Well, up there. Exactly. That's like the handball fucking thing 10, 15 years ago. No. No. We saw, we saw a hipster dude yesterday, me and my man, the Meister. We were at ShopRite, and he he was trying to distinguish hipsters. And he was like, yo, look at a dude in the fedora. I was like, all right, and I looked. He had a sweater. I have one of those sweaters down in the basement. But I've had yeah. it for 10 years. What was his beard situation? He didn't have a beard situation. He was a clean-cut dude, but he was hipster all the way. He was like, oh, look at this dude. Look at this guy. He looked like he just came out of Old Navy. Like, oh. Old Navy? Huh. Yeah. Does that even count Navy, for hipster? Dude. Dude, you no, can he would have come out of the thrift shop. Yes, um, thank no, you. I'm trying to tell you. Good, look at Old Navy, and you're like, oh, God, I, I'm telling you. I just don't picture fucking hipster with Old Navy. I don't know. Maybe it's me. It depends on, um, because you go get a V-neck shirt, you go get a, a sweater, you go get a fedora, you go get those stupid pants, those real tight shorts, and then you go get a pair of those shoes, and you're in. That's it. Like freaking so, Capri shorts or something. Yes, and they're tight as fucking hell. Oh, <laughs> like, just... Yo, what are you doing wearing them? <laughs> Just fucking kill me. Like 1980s gym shorts with uh, made out of khaki yeah, like, or some shit. Yes. Oh, exactly. Just, just fucking kill me at that point, really. Mm-hmm. I'll go. And I'll go. And Paul reason, Kevorkian, I'm done. When quality of life gets that low, it's just not worth it. <laughs> Thank it's you. Not worth it. Yeah. Fuck. So man. what? What happened was the Meister was in Old Navy. He's like, I can't wear any of this. I gotta leave. He's like, it's all. I don't know. Yeah, it's all fucking chinos. I don't know. I popped in there the other day to get out of the rain, and they had like it was all like California T-shirts, and uh, you got to look a little more. <laughs> oh, look so around. You got to do a deep dive in Old Navy. No, I didn't say deep dive. That Just got to look around. I like old T-shirts of Old Navy to wear around the house and shit and sleep in. Yeah, yeah. I bought one for four ninety nine yesterday. All right, thrift shopper. Fine shirt. But it was hey, brand that's the only new. way to go. 
I'm definitely gonna wash that shit though. They mark it down. Right. <laughs> Probably a bunch of sweaty ass dudes tried it on already. But just keep it away from Scarmucci. Yeah, he'll sweat it up. Well, I'm just saying, he comes in here, place at 4 o'clock in the morning, half-ass. I mean, you never know, dude. You don't know what he's going to do with that shirt. Eh, I don't know. All right. He's pretty good at cutting this. Uh, all right. I I hate to end on a down note, but fucking hipsters. Eh, yeah. whatever. I guess that's for another day. All right. We'll get into that at some other point. They don't interfere with my life at all. Yeah!